وَسَوَاءٌ And it is same, it is equal. عَلَيْهِمْ on them. Meaning on such people, it is the same. أَأَنذَرْتَهُمْ Whether you warn them. أَمْ لَمْ تُنذِرْهُمْ Or you do not warn them. لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ They shall not believe. It is the same. Whether you warn them or you do not warn them. You instill fear in them or you don't. Nothing will affect them. The indhaar will not benefit them. Why? Because of their pride. Because of their stubbornness. Because the warning is evident. Those who wish to take heed, for them the warning is sufficient. But a person who doesn't wish to listen, then no matter how much he is warned, no matter how much advice is given, it's of no use. In Surah Al-Baqarah it is said, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا سَوَاءٌ عَلَيْهِمْ أَأَنذَرْتَهُمْ أَمْ لَمْ تُنذِرْهُمْ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ Then who? Who will follow guidance? Who will accept it? Who is it that warning will benefit him? Allah says, إِنَّمَا تُنذِرُوا Indeed you can only warn. Indeed only تُنذِرُوا You can warn which person? مَنِ اتَّبَعَ الذِّكْرَ The one who follows the dhikr. What is the dhikr? The dhikr is the Qur'an. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِنَّهُ لَذِكْرٌ لَكَ وَلِقَوْمِكَ Likewise, إِنَّا نَحْنُ نَزَّلْنَا الذِّكْرَ The Qur'an is described as dhikr. So you can only warn the person who follows the dhikr. What does it mean by dhikr? What's the meaning of the word dhikr? Reminder. Or message. And that is what the Qur'an is. It's advice. It's reminder. That has mention of the past and the future. It has the mention of the afterlife. It has mention of laws. And it's also a source of mention and honor. So the person who follows this dhikr, how does he follow it? How does he pursue it? By believing in it. And also by acting upon it. By taking it. Accepting it. So the one who pursues the Qur'an, as in he believes in it, he accepts it, he follows it, and وَخَشِيَ الرَّحْمَانَ بِالْغَيْبِ And he fears the most merciful in the unseen. Then this person, warning will definitely benefit him. First quality is, he follows the dhikr. The second quality is, خَشِيَ الرَّحْمَانَ بِالْغَيْبِ خَشِيَ From the word خَشِيَ what does khashiyah mean? Fear. Khawf is also fear. Remember that khawf is fear that is because of the weakness of the person who is afraid. Alright? Khawf is due to one's own weakness. A person feels khawf because he is weak. Alright? Like for example, there could be a person who is afraid of a fly. Even though a fly doesn't bite, it cannot steal anything from you. But they're afraid of a fly. Why? Because of the weakness that is in them. So what word will we use over there? Khawf. Alright? I mean, if a person is afraid of a bee, that's understandable. A wasp, that's understandable. But a fly? You understand? So that is weakness where? Here. So khawf is used. Khashia, on the other hand, is fear due to the greatness of the one who is being feared. Meaning a person understands and knows who the other is. And this is why he fears him. 
Over there also, the word khashiya is used. They're afraid of Allah. The ulama, the knowledgeable servants are afraid of Allah because they have knowledge of Allah. They know, they understand who Allah is. So, He is afraid of the most merciful. Imagine, he's afraid of the merciful one. Because he knows that where Allah is the most merciful, He is also who? Al-Basir, Al-Alim. He is also Al-Aziz. So this is why he fears him. And how does he fear him? Bil-Ghayb, in the unseen. As in, when the servant is alone, nobody's there, he's still afraid of Allah. Because he knows that Allah is watching him. Or Bil-Ghayb also means that when Allah is in the Ghayb, meaning the servant has not seen Allah, he hasn't spoken to Allah, but still he fears Allah. This person will be affected by the warning. As in, such a person will wake up, he will come out of his heedlessness. Allah says, فَبَشِّرْهُ So give him good news. بِمَغْفِرَةٍ Of forgiveness. وَأَجْرٍ كَرِيمٍ And a reward that is noble. In a home, in a residence, that is noble. The home of honor. And where is this? Jannah. Ajrin Karim specifically is referring to the reward in the hereafter. Because the reward of the dunya, no matter what it is, no matter how much it is, I mean, it may bring one some honor, but it's not really fully Karim. The reward of the hereafter is always Akram. It is always Ahsan. It's more beautiful. It's more beneficial. It's more enjoyable compared to the reward of the dunya. So in this ayah, what is illustrated? What is mentioned? That the warning of the messenger will only benefit those who are willing to change. Warning should be offered to everyone. But those who benefit from that warning are described. In Surah Al-A'la, Ayah 8 and 9, Allah says, فَذَكِّرْ إِنَّ The one who fears will take benefit. He will take the reminder. In Surah Al-Dhariyat, Ayah 55, Allah says, وَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ الذِّكْرَ تَنْفَعُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Remind for the reminder benefits the believers. True knowledge creates humility and fear. It wakes a person up. It makes him alert even when he is alone. It brings him yaqeen even though he has not seen with his own eyes. True knowledge leads to action. This is why Allah says, إِنَّمَا يَخْشَ اللَّهَ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ الْعُلَمَاءِ For such people, Allah says, فَبَشِّرْهُ بِمَغْفِرَةٍ وَأَجْرٍ كَرِيمٍ Give him the good news of forgiveness and reward. First forgiveness and then reward. But those who remain sleeping, until when will they remain in this state? For Allah says, Inna, indeed we, Nahnu, we, Nuhyil Mauta, we shall bring life to those who are dead. We will resurrect who? The Mauta. Mauta is the plural of the word Mayit, meaning every dead being will be brought to life by who? By Allah. So those who are choosing to remain in heedlessness, arrogant and stubborn in their denial, behaving like animals, refusing to budge, refusing to pay attention, refusing to even think and consider, 
Until when will they remain like this? Do they not have to go back to Allah? إِنَّا نَحْنُ نُحْيِي الْمَوْتَى Allah says, we shall bring the dead to life. We will resurrect them. And now, وَنَكْتُبُ And we record مَا قَدَّمُوا وَآثَارَهُمْ What they have put forth and what they have left behind. مَا قَدَّمُوا قَدَّمَ يُقَدِّمُوا To send ahead. To send forward. Meaning what they have put forth, the actions that they have done, they have committed. Whether good or bad. We are recording their actions. Which actions? Those actions that ma qaddamu, they have done. وَآثَارَهُمْ And we are also recording their athar. Athar is a plural of athar. And what does athar mean? Athar is basically the remains of something that has gone. Like for example, a person walked on the snow. Alright? They stepped out of their house and they walked to their car. And there was snow. The person is gone. Once they're gone, does something remain? What? Footprints. So the footprints are the athar. You understand? A person walks on sand, on the beach. They're gone. But then what is seen after them? Their traces. The marks that they left behind. Alright? This is athar. So وَآثَارَهُمْ And also what they have left behind. That is also being recorded. وَكُلَّ شَيْءٍ And everything. Meaning everything without exception. Besides the actions of the servants also, everything أَحْصَيْنَاهُ We have enumerated it. فِي إِمَامٍ مُبِينٍ In a clear register. أَحْصَيْنَاهُ From the word إِحْصَى إِحْصَى means ضبط, to record. حِصَى is used for pebbles. Alright, because the Arabs, remember they were unlettered people, they wouldn't write, they wouldn't do math sums in order to or they wouldn't write the numbers. If they were counting, what would they use? Pebbles. And basically, it's the word ihsa is used for meticulously recording something. So, كُلَّ شَيْءٍ أَحْصَيْنَاهُ Everything we have recorded, with detail, where? في إمام مبين In a clear register. The word imam, literally, is that which is followed. This is why the imam in salah is followed in salah. When he says, Allahu Akbar, then we say, Allahu Akbar. Right? إِنَّمَا جُعِلَ الْإِمَامِ لِيُؤْتَمَّ بِهِ Imam has been made so that he is followed. But the word imam is also used for a road. A road. A major road. A major highway. Why? Because that is also followed. Meaning you take the main road as opposed to little side streets. Isn't it? Because it takes you straight to where you have to go. As opposed to little side streets where you have to keep turning right and left and then, you know, figure your way out, get lost many times in the way. Right? So imam is also used for a main road. And the word imam is also used for a book or a record or that which is written. Because firstly, when we are reading something that's written, we are following the words, right? We're following. We follow one line after the other, as in we read in an order. Right? And then secondly, generally when a person reads something, he ends up following it. Right? And generally a person would read something in order to follow it. Like for example, why would you read a recipe if you're not gonna follow it? Right? Even if you take 10% of it, 
You don't follow it exactly. You got some idea from it, which you followed. So the word imam over here doesn't mean leader. It doesn't mean road. What does it mean? What does it mean? Record, book. A book that is mubeen. Which book is this? Which record is this? The lawhul mahfuz. Let's look at this ayah again. Allah says, إِنَّا نَحْنُ نُحْيِ الْمَوْتَى Indeed, surely we are going to bring the dead to life. People will return to us. The dead shall certainly be resurrected. No person can escape. Secondly, وَنَكْتُبُ مَا قَدَّمُوا وَآثَارَهُمْ We are recording whatever deeds the servants have done and whatever deeds they have left behind. All that the servants are doing is being recorded. As Allah says in the Qur'an, وَإِنَّ عَلَيْكُمْ لَحَافِظِينَ كِرَامًا كَاتِبِينَ And thirdly, وَكُلَّ شَيْءٍ أَحْصَيْنَاهُ فِي إِمَامٍ مُبِينَ Everything is written in Allah's record. From when? From before. As we learned that the first thing Allah created was the pen. And Allah commanded the pen to write. The pen said what? And Allah ordered it to write everything that was to happen. So even what is happening at this very moment, where we are sitting, how we are sitting, what we are looking at, what we are thinking of, everything about us, every detail, أَحْصَيْنَاهُ It's precisely recorded, meticulously written. Where? In Allah's register. في إمام مبين. Why is this being said? Because those who are heedless, not bothering to pay attention to the truth, they're being warned. That what do you think? You think you can somehow escape? You think you can somehow get away? No, you cannot. Once you die, you'll be brought back to life. And then there will be all of this proof, written proof of what you did. Written proof of what you did. If you look at this ayah, you notice how many times we is mentioned, the royal we is mentioned. Firstly, inna, then nahnu, then nuhyi, and then naktubu, and then hmm? ahsaynahu. Five times the royal we is mentioned. Truly, all greatness is for Allah. It doesn't befit the human being to be arrogant. Now what do we see in this ayah? All of man's deeds are being recorded. Firstly, everything was recorded from before anyway. In the Lawhul Mahfuz, in the Imam Mubin, in the Ummul Kitab. And then as a person is performing any action, or he's leaving behind anything, that is also being recorded. So where can a person run? How can he escape? How can he pretend? In Surah Al-Jathiyah, Ayah 29, it is mentioned, هَذَا كِتَابُنَا يَنْطِقُ عَلَيْكُمْ بِالْحَقِّ إِنَّا كُنَّا نَسْتَنْسِخُ مَا كُنْتُمْ تَعْمَلُونَ We were having recorded everything that you were doing. In Surah Al-Zukhruf, Ayah 80, Allah says, أَمْ يَحْسَبُونَ أَنَّا لَا نَسْمَعُ سِرَّهُمْ وَنَجْوَاهُمْ Do the people think that we don't know, we don't hear, what they say in their private conversations and what they say in their whisperings, we know. Bala wa yaktubun. Of course, our messengers are right there, angels are right there, recording everything. 
Now we see that man's deeds are of two types or they are divided into two categories over here. Secondly, مَا قَدَّمُوا What they have sent ahead, what they have put forth. Meaning whatever a person has done in his life. Whatever has been deposited in the akhirah account, you could say. Whether it is good or it is bad. Whether it is a little or a lot. For example, when we speak, our speech is recorded. Recorded. When we do something, it is recorded. When we eat, when we walk, when we pray, when we sleep, أَحْصَيْنَاهُ With precise detail. How many minutes? How many hours? How many seconds? The location, the time, the duration, every detail is recorded. مَا قَدَّمُوا And not just مَا قَدَّمُوا but secondly وَأَثَارَهُمْ أَثَار The impressions that are left by us. The impressions that we leave. Basically our legacy. أَثَار can be understood in a number of ways. Firstly, the impact of our deeds. You see, whenever we do something, when we say something, does it have an impact? Does it, for example, if we throw a rock, right? we throw a rock in the water, does it have an impact? It does. What's the impact? What's the effect? You see the ripples in the water. right? And the rock goes in the water and then it settles somewhere. Every action of ours has some impact. Either on the people around us or on this planet. Sometimes it has a good impact and many times it has a bad impact. And sometimes it's just useless. We're just producing waste. We're neither benefiting nor harming, just losing ourselves along the way. That's what we are doing. Our words, our speech, they affect those who listen. Our interaction, the way we engage with somebody, the way we interact with somebody, that leaves an impact on them. Our display of anger, it has an impact. Our laughter, our words, our silence, they do have an impact on those who are around us. And we need to think about it. That when I act, when I walk, when I say, when I laugh, when I show anger, when I yell, when I remain silent, what impact is it having? What impact is it having? Secondly, this impact is also understood as what we have left behind as an example. We say something, somebody up picks up on that word. And then they say it. We do something, somebody picks up on that action, and then they do it. We wear something, somebody notices what we wore, and then they wear it too. We drive in a particular way, somebody gets inspired by that way, and they do the same thing. Isn't this true, that we take inspiration for what we do from who? From those who are around us. This is our legacy basically. 
We need to see whatever we are doing, what manner, what behavior, what work, what words are we promoting. The Prophet ﷺ said, whoever starts something good will have a reward for it. And a reward equal to that of everyone who does it after him. Whoever starts something good in Islam, meaning a good practice, a good tradition, like for example, reviving a sunnah, alright, and he does it, and then other people pick up on it, and they do it also. So the person who started it, the person who initiated it, he's gonna get the reward for what he did, and also for the trend that he set. And because of the trend that he set, whoever did that action after him, he's gonna get the reward of those people also. And whoever starts or sets an example of something evil in Islam will bear the burden for that. And a burden equal to that of everyone who does it after him without that detracting from their burden in the slightest. Many times we think that our actions, our statements are only of relevance to us. You know, we do it, it's just written for us. But the fact is that majority of the time when we do say something, somebody is picking up on it. You know, it may be a one-year-old child. It may be the neighbor. It may be somebody outside. It may be somebody who read something you wrote, read something you shared online. Because this is both tangible and intangible. We need to think about it. We will not just be held accountable for what we have done, but also for the trends that we have set, for the examples that we have set, for the legacy that we are leaving behind. So much so that even when a person has died, he's gone. But people are still following his example. They're still doing that action, whether good or bad. It's coming in his record. The Prophet ﷺ said, when the son of Adam dies, all his deeds come to an end. Now he cannot pray, he cannot recite the Qur'an, he cannot make dua himself. All his actions, they stop. Except for three things. First, knowledge which he taught that is beneficial to others. So he taught some knowledge. He passed it on. He preserved it. He wrote something. Taught something. Like for example, a woman teaches her child how to recite Surah Al-Fatiha. She dies. But the child is still reciting Surah Al-Fatiha. A father teaches her daughter the meaning of the Qur'an. That father has died. But the daughter keeps teaching. He's died. He cannot teach anymore. But his child is teaching. As long as the child is teaching, the person who is dead, he gets the reward. This is his athar. Secondly, a righteous child that prays for him. Because a person in his grave cannot make dua for himself. So what's the athar that he has left behind him? A righteous child. In whom he instilled the fear of God in whom he instilled the love of Allah, the love and respect for people. So even when the parent has gone, the child makes dua for that parent. And thirdly, an ongoing charity which he leaves behind. Sadaqa jariya. Like for example, for example, planted a tree. He's gone. But the air is constantly being purified, Right? Animals and birds and so many creatures, they benefit, the environment benefits from it. So who's getting the reward for it? The person who is in his grave. This is athar. 
We need to think about this. What athar are we leaving behind us? What are we investing for ourselves? That when we die, we are lying in our graves. The ajr is still coming. What can we do? What kind of charity can we give? What kind of good knowledge can we promote? What kind of children can we raise? So that when we are gone, the reward keeps coming. Athar is also understood as the impressions that a person leaves on others. Meaning, when a person dies, then people talk about him. Does it happen? So, what is it that people say about him? Is it something good? Is it something positive? Is it something bad? Even that matters. Because people will only say something good if we have left a good impression on them. If we have touched them in a good way. And many times... We can hear people saying bad things about those who have died. Why? Because they suffered a great deal of abuse and hurt from those people. So even though they're gone, they cannot help but say something negative. So what impression are we leaving on people that when we die, what kind of words are they going to say about us? How are they going to describe us? How are they going to talk about us? How are, in what words are they going to remember us? Yes. That Ibrahim السلام, even though he's gone, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserved good mention for him. Right? Good name, good mention of him amongst the later generations. Thousands of years have gone, but till today, Ibrahim السلام, in every salah, what do we mention? Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala ali Muhammadin kama sallayta ala Ibrahim. Then athar is also understood as Literally, the footsteps, the footprints of a person when he walks to some place in order to do something. Because you see, the earth, the objects or the things that we use on which we do something, the earth, the land on which we walk, the place where we sit, even that is taking an athar. Because on the day of judgment, the earth will speak. يَوْمَئِذٍ تُحَدِّثُ أَخْبَارَهَا بِأَنَّ رَبَّكَ أَوْحَى لَهَا The day when the earth will tell its news. It will narrate its news. The earth will speak that on me this person sat and did this. This person stood and did this. This person walked. In a hadith we learned that the tribe of Banu Salama, they used to live a little far from the masjid. And they intended to move a little closer to the masjid so that the walking distance would be reduced. But you see, with the walking distance being reduced, what would that mean? The steps would reduce. And with steps being reduced, that means there will be a slight reduction in the reward also because the effort is reducing. So what happened? In a hadith in a silsilat al-sahiha, we learn this ayah was revealed. And the Prophet ﷺ said, Indeed, your footprints are recorded. And so he told them, عَلَيْكُمْ manazilakum, Stay in your homes. Don't move, don't relocate. Why? فَإِنَّمَا تُكْتَبُ آثَارُكُمْ For indeed, your footsteps are recorded in your hasanat. Every time you walk that long walk to the house of Allah, to worship there, to study His book there, Every step 
is recorded in the way of Allah. The Prophet ﷺ said, when a person performs wudu and goes to the masjid, then every step that he takes to the masjid, a good deed is recorded in its place. The Prophet ﷺ also said, he who goes to the masjid for salah, then for each step he takes, a sin is erased. A good deed is recorded. And the same applies for going and returning from the masjid. Meaning the whole round trip. The walk to the masjid and the walk back from the masjid. In Surah At-Tawbah, Ayah 120, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, مَا كَانَ لِأَهْلِ الْمَدِينَةِ وَمَنْ حَوْلَهُمْ مِنَ الْأَعْرَابِ أَنْ يَتَخَلَّفُوا عَنْ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ وَلَا يَرْغَبُوا بِأَنفُسِهِمْ عَنْ نَفْسِهِ that it doesn't befit the people of Medina and those around them, that they remain behind from the Messenger of Allah. Meaning when the Messenger of Allah goes for some expedition, they must join him. They must accompany him. Why? Because, ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّهُمْ لَا يُصِيبُهُمْ ظَمَأٌ وَلَا نَصَبٌ وَلَا مَخْمَصَةٌ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ وَلَا يَطَؤُونَ مَوْطِئًا Several things are mentioned over here. That, Nothing reaches them of thirst, of fatigue, of hunger in the way of Allah. And they don't take any step. And the ayah continues. And in the end, Allah says, إِلَّا كُتِبَ لَهُمْ بِهِ عَمَلٌ صَالِحٌ For every moment of thirst, for every breath that a person takes in and the mouth dries up, for every moment of hunger, for every step he takes in the way of Allah, for every pain and tiredness that he feels in his feet or in his legs or anywhere in his body. He's taking that step in the way of Allah. كُتِبَ لَهُمْ بِهِ عَمَلٌ صَالِحٌ A good deed is written for him. These are the athar. مَا قَدَّمُوا وَآثَارَهُمْ Exactly. Yes, when a person performs salah, he performs sajda somewhere. The sujood that he performs somewhere, the earth is taking, is, is keeping a record. يَوْمَ إِذِنْ تُحَدِّثُ أَخْبَارَهَا I read a narration where Ali anhu he would try to pray in as many different places as possible, like on his travels because, and then when he would leave the place, he'd be like, inshallah, you're going to be like a, a hijjah for me on the day, like a witness for me on the day of judgment that I prayed here. Yes, subhanAllah. And in the month of Ramadan, the Prophet ﷺ would be more charitable than the fast wind. Alright? The fast wind, why is this description used? Because when the wind blows and it's blowing really fast, it doesn't leave anything untouched. Isn't it? It even comes into your house through the windows. Isn't it? It touches everything. And this is how much sadaqah the Prophet ﷺ gave. In every way possible, every opportunity he availed. Because every athar is recorded. Assalamu alaikum. I was thinking that when he was telling us about the athar and all these things, it's just like somebody putting a camera in us all our life. And this movie will play in the day of Qiyamah. It's really embarrassing. May Allah forgive us. And we have to erase it now before we die. Because to watch that movie in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, really embarrassing. We have to raise now by giving sadaqah, by doing istighfar, and by doing good deeds, inshallah.
Because really, if maqaddamu is recorded, and then wa'atharuhum is also being recorded, it's like from every angle, a person is under surveillance. We think we are free. We are not. We are Allah's servants. We think we can say what we want. We can do what we want. But we are under examination. We are under surveillance. Where every word, every step, every behavior, every action is being monitored. And it will count. Assalamu Um I have two brothers. My youngest brother has a serious disability. He has autism. So I used to do, I used to spend time with him and do some programs with him before I got married. And I used to wonder, like, who's going to do this with him after I get married? <laughs> and I never imagined it would be my other brother who would do that because I never expected anything like that from him. <laughs> And after I got married, he used to do the same things I used to do with him. And I I thought that, how can I influence, how could I have left such a big impact on him that he's doing the exact same things I did with him. And he used to ask me how I was doing those things with him, how I used to do the programs with him. When When he was never really involved before and after I got married, like, it just, you, you leave a legacy and you don't know that you have, in, have an influence on people around you, what you do. Every action matters. Every word matters. So we should always think before we do something, before we say something. Because if it's something good and it's picked up on, inshallah, more and more hasanat. But if it's something bad, and that is picked up on, and that continues, that's the worst thing that could happen. In Surah Al-Qamar, Ayah 52 and 53, Allah says, وَكُلُّ شَيْءٍ فَعَلُوهُ فِي الزُّبُرِ وَكُلُّ صَغِيرٍ وَكَبِيرٍ مُسْتَطَرٍ Everything they did is written. Everything small and big is recorded. In Surah Al-Qiyamah, Ayah 13, Allah says, يُنَبَّأُ الْإِنسَانُ يَوْمَئِذٍ بِمَا قَدَّمَ وَأَخَّرَ That day man will be informed of that which he did and that which he left behind. In Surah Al-Infitar, Ayah 5, Allah says, عَلِمَتْ نَفْسٌ مَا قَدَّمَتْ وَأَخَّرَتْ Every soul will know what it did and what it left behind. Every action is basically an investment. And we need to see what we are doing right now, is it something that we will be proud of when we see it? Or will it be a source of embarrassment when we see it? Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. وَسَوَاءٌ عَلَيْهِمْ أَأَنذَرْتَهُمْ أَمْ لَمْ تُنذِرْهُمْ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ إِنَّمَا تُنذِرُ مَنِ اتَّبَعَ الذِّكْرَ وَخَشِيَ الرَّحْمَنَ بِالْغَيْبِ فَبَشِّرْهُ بِمَغْفِرَةٍ وَأَجْرٍ كريم نحن نحيي الموتى ونكتب ما قدموا واثارهم 
This realization that every action is being recorded, every impact of my actions is also being recorded. This is something that makes a person This is what makes a person alert such that he begins to fear the most merciful even when he's alone. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst those who are worthy of this guidance, this maghfirah and ajrin kareem. Subhanakallahum bihamdik, ashadu wa la ilaha illa anta, astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.